0: Welcome to episode 83 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Michael Kennedy. Michael is the host of Talk Python to Me and Python Bytes Podcasts, the founder of Talk Python Training and a Python Software Foundation Fellow. He's been working professionally in the software development space for roughly 20 years. So, Michael, can I ask you to expand on that brief introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Hello, Phil, and hello everyone. Thank you for having me on your show. So I've been, I, I didn't start out as a software developer. I started out as somebody trying to do something science-y. And I was actually working on my PhD in math. And I discovered programming later. And it's just, it really connected with me. It's just, you know. You know, when you f- you find the place you're meant to be, that you're like, wow, this is what I love to do, and the people doing this, these are my people. Like that was that was me with programming, and that was you know twenty years ago. And every day, I'm just a little more excited than I was the day before about it. It's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fantastic industry to be in, isn't it? Um,
1: It really is. It never gets old because it's always changing, you know?
0: Absolutely, because it's always new. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: right. Sometimes that's a drag. Like if if you get tired of continuously learning, you want to just kick back and say, "I've, I've done my four years in college and I just want to, you know, reap the benefits of that four years of work. Well, you should stay away from IT and software development. But if you are always excited and always curious, like it's a fantastic place to be. Yeah.
0: Michael, can you maybe share a unique career tip with the IT career energizer audience, one they need to know and perhaps don't? Yeah, I, there's
1: a couple of things here. I think one tip that's probably not all that unique but is worth repeating is small things add up. Uh, we often underestimate what we can accomplish In a week, I'm sorry, we overestimate what we accomplished in a week, but we massively underestimate what we can do in a couple of years. If, if you just continue to make little bits of progress in your career, you know, learning a programming language, learning design patterns, just getting better at your craft, right? Yeah. But I think the main, the main point, the main unique thing that I think many people it hasn't quite dawned on them fully or if it has it ha- the the uh, consequences of that haven't dawned on them fully and that's there are no longer gatekeepers yes uh, there there may be gatekeepers but they they no longer have the power that they used to it used to be do you want to be a programmer okay go get a job at ibm or you go get a job at oracle or or something like that right you you find the great big place that that controls this industry and your fate and you ask it to accept you And with cloud computing, online learning, small startups, solopreneurs, all sorts of stuff, you no longer have to ask permission to be part of this and excel and and be a leader. You just have to want it and you have to make those small steps every day towards it.
0: Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. I think the, the opportunity is there and it's up to the individual to take the opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, the... The structures that used to be in place and how we're told we're supposed to go through our education, like there's still value to that and there's still somewhat of that structure there, but the the gatekeepers are not the ones handing out the opportunity anymore. And once you realize that, it just opens up so many things you can do with your career that you thought, well, that's not me or I'm not good enough for that or, or whatever, right? Like If you decide you are, then
0: you probably are if you're willing to put in the work. So Michael, can you maybe take us to your worst i t career moment and what you learned from that experience sure i i it's hard for me to pick i, I on one hand, I don't
1: have some really really terrible i t moments for the most part, although uh, maybe maybe one that's more a little more personal right. But I have some that are kind of crazy crazy examples of, of failure. Uh, one I'll tell you about. I was working on a project for DARPA, which is the sort of advanced research agency in the United States for the, the government. They do interesting stuff that sometimes supports the military, but sometimes just more general research. And I was working at a company that had a, a contract there. We were working on this project. And I was the the lead developer. We'd build all this really interesting technology to integrate with all these other large companies. And I probably shouldn't name them. But <laughs> anyway, the, the ultimate research had to be done at like a super secret site. So you had to have like a clearance or at least be a US citizen because this was done in the, the US. And that's relevant because my partner on this project was a, a guy who was from the UK and he had just moved to the US like a year ago and he was higher up in the company. So he went to oversee this this research project, this integration project. Well, I get a call from him. I'm in Southern California. He's up in Seattle. I get a call from him. And he says, hey, Michael, the software's not working. I'm like, oh boy, this is bad news. You know, tons of people and companies have all come together and like our stuff is right at the center and it's not working. And okay, well, Tell me, tell me what's wrong. What, what's going on is I don't really know. They won't let me in the room. <laughs> I'm like, why won't they let you in the room? Like, don't they want it to work? Like, yeah, but it's like this secret room and you have to be a U.S. citizen with clearance and I'm neither of those things. So they won't let me in the room. And so what had happened was there was somebody in the room who would yell around the corner or who would speak to him, who would then tell me over the phone, what is going wrong with the software? And we're just, you know, super stressed really high stress because so many people are like just stopped and looking at you know him directly and me you know con- sort of conceptually and it was this weird game of like this sort of phone game you know i tell you this they tell you that and then like what's the message at the end you know imagine debugging software like that yeah that was crazy
0: <laughs> so what was your le- <laughs> so that was probably
1: the weirdest case of, of failure i've ever experienced but we did end up getting it working actually
0: right so did you learn anything particularly from that experience? Uh,
1: I guess maybe testing, right? You should test a little bit better. Yeah. We thought we had it tested well enough, but of course the, the challenge was you bring real people and real systems together. It's hard to simulate that stuff a- and just maybe think ahead, think ahead a little bit, <laughs> right? Like we, we should have realized that we should send a technical person that could actually physically be near the thing we're trying to work with.
0: Yeah. So taking or sort of moving away from your worst IT moment, can you maybe tell us about your career highlights or greatest success?
1: Sure. I have uh, two highlights for you. Um, start with the, the older one first. I guess the, for a long time, I was a software developer solving technical problems. I'd go to work, go to my office sometimes an open space, sometimes not an open space sort of office. And I'd sit down and I'd get some requirements and I'd build some software. And I just loved that for a long time. But eventually I got to the point where I thought, you know, even though technology is changing fast, I'm like, there's so many other things to learn and I'm just not getting an opportunity to do that. And I'd really like to explore that more. And so I guess the, the early days, biggest success was becoming a software instructor and trainer and, and, making my way from a developer to somebody who could teach and mentor many other developers. And that really, you know, changed the tra- trajectory of my career. So I became an instructor with developmentor and I, you know, traveled the world and taught classes to all these people in company that I kind of thought were way more advanced and skilled and and whatever than I was. But I got the chance to, you know, learn and perfect my craft and, and really teach a bunch of people. And that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, The other one, the other one sort of is a knock on is like, you know, following that 10 years down the road is starting the podcast, starting the training company, uh, kicking off the whole training company on Kickstarter, and just doing that for myself and not some other company, you know, back to my gatekeeper comment.
0: Yes, yeah. And that's been a success i presume it's it's a super success so
1: for three years my job has been to be a podcaster and someone who writes courses like this morning i was recording courses uh, for the next couple of things that are coming out and it's just you know i i get to pursue what i love if i find something interesting and people should learn about it i'll create a course or i'll do a podcast episode and it's it's like being a constant student i'm the first student <laughs> the yes. first listener for everyone who, who does this right I, I get the front row seat basically to what i share with everyone
0: yeah that's fantastic
1: yeah you probably have some similar experiences here right? Well,
0: absolutely yeah it's the same sort of thing yeah i haven't done anything beyond the podcast itself but um yeah there may be things to come now oh, beautiful so what excites you about the future of the it industry and careers in it
1: well, I think every day there's more opportunity. You know, every day I wake up and just go, look at all this new stuff. It's even more amazing than it was yesterday. And if you're willing to pursue it and keep learning, then, you know, it just it seems like it's just never going to get old and there's always places to grow and challenge yourself. And I think, you know, speaking to the newer folks coming into IT, the amount of resources available to help you do that right now they're just crazy right there's so much available there's online courses there's i know you've had some folks who had taken boot camps and completely changed their careers right it's not like you know you get a book and you hope you can figure it out or you get a four-year degree the the ability to get into the industry is is really amazing and the opportunities I, i think are pretty interesting because so much stuff is new you don't have to do it for 20 years to be an expert. You could do, like, say, if you want to become an expert in React or some aspect of asynchronous Python and web frameworks, right? There's all that stuff is brand new. There are no super experts. You know what I mean? So if, if you're willing to really dive in, that's that's pretty awesome.
0: Yes, you can almost become the expert in almost anything you choose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. We're going to move into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, like I said, I thought I was going
1: to be a mathematician, and I studied that. And I think the thing, like math and programming, they're actually quite similar in some ways. The thing that really brought me, made me change into programming in IT is you get to build things. You don't have just these theories and you debate them. You build a thing and if you want to know whether it works, you push the button and either like, you know, the turtle shoots around the screen like you said or it just doesn't, right? And it's very concrete and and clear and it's, it's a wonderful sort of open space to be creative but it has this grounded reality of, yeah, look, the website works. Look, the stuff's in the database. Yeah, the game is running the character down the screen, right? Things like that. And I, just that aspect of it really, really made me want to change from what I was doing to over into programming in IT.
0: Right. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Uh, You know,
1: I didn't really get much guidance or much help. And that's because basically, when I was in grad school, I was studying for math. And then I decided I liked programming better. And so I more or less taught myself programming. I got a bunch of books. I worked really hard. I wrote some programs. I worked on research projects that let me do programming as part of them, things like that. So, you know, I wish I had gotten more advice. I didn't really know that many programmers. I knew a bunch of scientists and mathematicians, and I was better at programming than them. So what were they going to (laughs) tell me, right? Uh, But I guess, you know, looking back, I've spoken to other people and had these types of conversations. And some of the really best advice is, to just take action. So often in programming and stuff, you'll debate, well, should I learn Python or should I learn JavaScript? Should I use this web framework? or Should I have that? And people seem to get all tied up just trying to decide what the right path is. That's kind of like the paradox of choice. Yep. Opposite side of all this stuff's new, right? Absolutely. So uh, the advice is take action. Just like, even if you go the wrong way, You'll learn enough that you'll actually learn more about what the right way is. You know, if that's in architecture or in a language or, or whatever. Just don't spend too much time waiting. Just get some knowledge and just go, and then you'll figure out as you're going.
0: If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would have been more more selective
1: about where the jobs were, where the energy was, where the growth was. I just found something that I thought was interesting. Oh, the C++ and these this 3D graphic stuff looks interesting. And it's kind of what I need for now. So let me just go learn that. And I'll just go down that path. If I had been a little more strategic, I would have said, well, what what are the popular things I should learn and where are the jobs and what kinds of jobs do I want? Let me learn that skill. So I would sort of poke my head up, you know, go over to the Stack Overflow surveys and the the job boards like Indeed and other job companies, they have surveys where the demand and mismatches and things like that. Probably would have uh, done that. I mean, everything came out great, but it could have been a little easier if I just, you know, planned a little. Yes. (laughs) And what career
0: objectives are you currently focusing on?
1: Well, I'm really focused on trying to inspire and inform developers. So the fundamental goal of my podcasts are to make people aware of new things that they should be interested in, tell the human stories behind them, and get people excited to learn more about it. And then on the other side, I'm creating these courses to actually let people who are inspired and interested in topics around Python Go learn them and actually be practical. You know, the, some of the very best things I've heard is, you know, people will come up to me and they'll say, I've been working with your stuff for six months. I was listening to your podcast. I took a course or two. I now have a job in software development where I was formerly some other thing. And that's just so rewarding. Yes. And I just want to do more of that for more people.
0: Sure. I mean, that's a great outcome, isn't it? And yeah. Great to hear from people who've, uh, who've taken it on board and done something with it.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I really appreciate the people who've done that, and it's it's great that they, you know, I can help them do that somehow. Yeah.
0: What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far?
1: I would say the number one non-technical thing I've done is I forced myself to learn public speaking, yeah. and get good at it. <laughs> It was not something I ever looked forward to. I remember in college, one of the courses I most did not want to take was communications and public speaking. I was just like, I just don't want anything to do with that. Let me go back to my, <laughs> you know, quantum mechanics tech book, something I can handle, right? Yep. But eventually when I, I I just wanted to start to share what I was doing and, and communicate better and like mostly connect with people who are also super inspired around stuff like that. So I forced myself to start submitting talks to things like user groups and meetups and, and conferences and you know eventually that becomes comfortable and once you have that skill that's just a whole nother angle that most technical people don't have and it really opens up doors for you because it puts you out in the public spotlight
0: yeah, very much so yes or you even create a podcast you never know exactly <laughs> yes. michael can you share a parting piece of career advice with the it career energizer audience
1: Yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for quotes and uh, and things like that. So I'll share a quote with you. Uh, This one really struck home for me. Uh, And it goes, if you don't build your dreams, someone else will hire you to build theirs. So... You know, every day think about where you want to put your energy and really what you want. And maybe that the part of those you know is I'm going to get this job at say Google and work there for five years so I get the experience so then I could create this thing that I actually want to create, right? It's not you know drop out of college and go create a, a startup something, you yeah, know, silly. But keep in mind, like, our we don't have that much time on life, and uh, we have to, you know, if you if you don't follow the way you want to go, you're not going to get there. So that's that's what I would say.
0: And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Well, you can listen to the various podcasts. You can listen to
1: Talk Python to Me if you like deep Stories focused on a single topic, uh, usually around Python, but often other areas as well, like um, the Large Hadron Collider or inside Netflix, technology, things like that. Yep. Uh, or you can listen to Python Bytes, which is a weekly news. Like think of it as an audio form of a newsletter. Basically, you check out the online courses at training.talkpython.fm, and of course, I'm um, probably the social media place where I'm actually participating. And you know, there often is on Twitter where I'm at M Kennedy.
0: Great. Michael, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you, Phil. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest's career tips, advice, and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you thanks for listening and remember if you're not growing your career you're slowing your career thanks for listening to the IT career energizer podcast to find out more about building a successful career in IT visit itcareerenergizer.com